The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. August 21st, 2020, Thunderdome. The Thunderdome era is upon us. This is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Justin Labar and Matt Morgan, here to talk about what it's like, the era of Thunderdome in WWE. We have fans participating virtually. Their, their beautiful faces lighting up our screens, watching the wrestling action. It's a new set. It's got pyro. It's got lights. It's got excitement. It's got action. Matt Morgan, how did tonight compare to the Performance Center era for you? I loved it. I freaking loved it, actually. Wow. Yeah, it, it looked good. You know, it's nice to have Pyro back. It's nice. You know, they've created this 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 arena. I mean, um, I thought visually it, it knocked it out of the park. There's, there's little things I think that they will improve as they always do as they do this more with the audio in terms of like, yes, like I didn't feel like we got as much of the what I thought we would get, which is like Babyface <clears throat> does something really good and you can feel some kind of pop from the, you know, and so I, I think, and they'll, they'll, the WWE, they, they will evolve. They'll figure it out. Uh, I mean, I'm sure SummerSlam will be even better than tonight with it, but visually it looks so much better than what we've had to see the last five months. The, the production was a definite improvement. I did the Thunderdome uh, tech rehearsal yesterday. I sat in on one match of that. What? They did, yeah, they had a preview for the fans. So I, I was dork. one of the, yeah. <laughs> I knew it. I wanted to see it a day early. I wanted to see what it looked like. And I saw myself on the little screen there and I was like, oh, hey, that's me. Um, were, you wearing that, were you wearing that sweet hat? I was not wearing the sweet Rhythm Nation hat, unfortunately. Uh, and I was wearing my Finn Bal- my Irish Finn Balor shirt. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was, it was cool to see, kind of get a preview for what it is. I think it's got potential. I don't think we saw the full potential of it tonight. Um, there was a viral thing going around a fan. I think maybe was trolling or legitimately fell asleep uh, as he was on Thunderdome. He was on camera in bed. Um, But I think that there was a lack of energy from the fans. It didn't feel like watching fans live watching wrestling. It felt like, it felt like watching people watch TV or look at films. That's my one critique is that we didn't get that animation, you know? Gotcha. Kevin Dunn said in an interview this week that they have that they're looking and they're using they're going to use tonight and then I guess even some practice tomorrow to try to get it as perfected as possible so SummerSlam is the best and Glenn I don't know Glenn you tell me one of the news items we had was an exclusive on Wrestling Inc that gives people that's a little more insight on how they're doing this virtual yeah. experience of the audience if you want to do that now yeah let's talk about it 
So uh, what we found out, and you can read uh, about this uh, in more detail on Wrestling Inc. It's exclusive, is that the the virtual audience is rotating. So they are basically trying to rotate the fans, uh, the fans themselves, and where the fans are positioned every fifteen to thirty minutes. Um, they, they noted that there are moderators and basically people whose job is just to keep track and look at these fans. Uh, obviously, if they're being very animated, if they're wearing merchandise, if they're do, if they're acting the way WWE wants, then they're going to stay on longer and they're going to get more prominent positioning. Um, it is a case of where if you do anything where that is you know no, you know no go like you, know, you, you can use your imagination if they they had they have a blocked list that they put your name and your email and you will you know no longer be allowed to be part of the virtual audience um, what are you gonna do moon the camera like seriously what are they worried yeah about? well i mean you know uh, flicking it off putting up an aew sign anything that they would they would move somebody in, in if the real audience was there uh they would you know oh um, my god that would be hilarious if there was some like major league trolling happening at this right um there is and this is this is what i this is kind of what i think is, is probably standing in the way of what i was talking about with the sound there is some kind of a, a, a delay so as the programming on so the programming on tv so what we all watched on tv we saw some of the action happen seconds faster than what the virtual viewer so the virtual viewer was behind tv even so you could yeah. kind of tell that because there was times where something would happen or somebody would win and it would take five or ten seconds until you'd see anybody on the virtual screens clapping or, or reacting so i think things like that are gonna have to have to be figured out but you can read all the uh, deeper detail on wrestling inc but uh about more about this um how they're pulling us off yeah I mean, so the process matter is actually similar to doing this podcast. I mean, you go there, you check your camera, you check your audio. Um, it's got like a little guideline on the box where you're supposed to like put your upper tour. So I thought they were going to do like some of the sports leagues have done and essentially take your image and like map it or cut it out and put it. So it looks like you're in the stands. That's obviously not the case. Um, but then once you're in there, the video was choppy. Like this is not the way I would recommend watching wrestling, which I think is going to definitely create some issues with the fans. Um, and as we could hear tonight, that, that wasn't the audio coming through. That was all canned, canned audio, canned yeah. reaction not the live audio of the crowd. So I think that, um, look, if this is just lip service and they're like, oh, hey, this is the way we're involving people, I don't think it's going to go very far. But if they get creative with it, um, I would like to yeah. see, I want to see people with signs. I want to see people doing crazy stuff. I mean, like you said, Matt, and I will tell you this, when you fill out the terms of service, <coughs> they don't check your ID. You just, it says sign here and sign. You don't have to sign your name. You can sign a name. I'm just putting that out there. Um, <laughs> you know, so don't be afraid to get a little crazy with it. You know, hold up a sign that says like Wrestling Inc. Podcast number one. Uh, yes, you know, yes, yes. Yeah, let's, let's have some fun with this. But I want it to look like Hollywood Squares up there. I don't want it to just look like a bunch of people sitting around in their bedroom or office watching uh the wrestling you know yep i agree so it can only get better but tonight hey we opened up with uh, vince mcmahon coming out welcoming uh, all of us to thunderdome um he must be a really big mad max fan uh but uh no he came out there uh started welcoming the crowd and then we didn't really get to say a few very many words before the power cut out and here's the terrible thing right now we're in an era where first i was like is it retribution or is it the fiend it was the fiend fiend comes out uh, Braun Strowman comes out and when it looked like the Fiend was about to lick Vince McMahon or something uh, then Braun and the Fiend are staring down and then Retribution comes out and then the locker room pours out so we just got everything in the opening of Smackdown tonight they literally threw it against the wall yep too much perhaps Matt no because I, when you amp something up and make it sound like it's going to be the coolest newest thing in the world can't wait till this happens you got to throw that 95-mile-an-hour fastball right out the gut. 
and I thought they did that. Yeah, they had a lot of hype going into this Friday with this whole thing <laughs> yes. and the fans. So you might as well throw your biggest stories out there. And here and here here's the here's the best thing that I thought. It actually, while they did throw everything out there, Glenn, everything actually did kind of make sense and flowed. So we they said they said pre-advertised that Vince was going to kick off the show. So that's an attraction whenever Vince is on usually. So then the fiend, so then you hear the and the fiend's coming. Okay, the fiend is, is the fiend gonna mandible call Vince? What's gonna happen? Then Braun comes. So now you had that stare off for this title match. Then retribution comes, and then in order, and then the fiend leaves, you know, leaves Braun hanging, and just and you know, like so. I, and, and then obviously the locker room has to come out. So I thought everything kind of flowed. I, I thought, you know, I, I mean, I think uh, the viewership is probably going to slide down. I mean, I think that's going to probably going to be the the height of the two hours. Probably going to be that, that this opening quarter hour. But I thought the, I thought it was great that they they started that way, and rather than just giving me just a match, you know. Vince versus Vince with the fiend interacting more. I could, I could have gone another beat to see that that could have gone on another minute. Uh, the retribution stuff. I don't think this was the best representation of it, but I want to see, I want to see more of it. I basically, cause I want to see who's behind it. Now everyone did note that when the locker room poured out, the Miz was last. Yes. The Miz was late tonight. Um, how would you feel about that, Matt? The Miz being, uh, the ringleader of retribution. Say that one more time. So the Miz was late coming out with the locker room. Tonight. I okay, yeah. So him being a leader, okay, that's a big name. Um, all I'm asking for is a big name. Um, I still want it to be Big E somehow. <laughs> I want it to be Big E so bad. Yeah, I noticed that, and they made a point to like cut the camera and show him coming down the uh, in this. I mean, it was like a solid what twenty seconds at least after. Uh, yes, yeah, so I'm not sure what that was supposed to be foreshadowing there, but uh, it's not. It's doing it to do exactly what you guys just said. Just to get us to bite and give us a good little, you know, twist. It's not really going to be him, but they want us to think it may be. I don't know. And good for them. Hey, Matt, how did you, I don't know if you took notice of this. I'm back to the Vince portion of things. When the Fiend is coming out, like the Vince, like he, he, he took, you know, back step as the Fiend stepped toward him. But like the whole time as the Fiend's coming out, I don't know. Like, shouldn't, should Vince have, like had more yes. of a scared look on his face? Yes. He had like oh no God, soul. Yes. A monster's coming, Vince. Yeah, Run. He just, yeah, he just like knows. He just knows. Hey, Vince. Come on. Vince signs the fiend's paychecks. No, there's no such thing as that. The fiend doesn't know what paychecks are. <laughs> just like I told you from day one, fiend shouldn't even know what a world championship title belt even is. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? He's a monster. He's not real. Yeah, I was like, or, come on, Vince. Like at least with your face, like sell some fear in your face. You know. Uh, maybe he was. Maybe it was all that Botox. I don't know. <laughs> we I don't noticed. know. I think the Fiend and Bray Wyatt collect separate paychecks. They have different 401k deductions. Bray invests his 401k very conservatively. The Fiend, though, that's all over the place. That 401k is just a nightmare. Again, he doesn't even know what a 401k <laughs> is. He's a monster. <laughs> don't mess it up for me, guys. I know. Well, they did a lot of that tonight. We'll talk about it with the Firefly Funhouse. There was some stuff to love, but Matt, I know there was some stuff that I'm sure made you angry tonight with uh, yep. how the show ended and me as well. Um, yes. And we'll get into all that and talk about it. We got a couple of super <coughs> chats here. Dustin Eck, $5 saying, before we start, Matt, Justin, did you hear Nas's new album that released today? No. What kind of question is that, Dustin? Yes. Look at that. Yes. It's friggin', it's really good, but show you how old I am. It's been so long since I've gone and actually purchased an actual album or look up how to listen to music. God, I'm old. Um, but I found my way and uh, this one's awesome. Really, really good. I suggest y'all get it. <laughs> you, I found, don't know. you found your way. 
<laughs> Dude, it was all over my phone. I That's I sound, hilarious. I sound like prehistoric <laughs> here, but like it was weird. It's no long, no, like we talked about, no more going to Sam Goody, all excited to get one of the last tapes left, right? Where's Tower Records when you need it? Oh, I, I love, love Tower, Tower Records. records. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, Did you see the documentary? Did you see the documentary about Tower Records? Yes. I used yes. to have a wrestling magazines from there, by the way. Yeah. So yeah, in the book, the book section, the magazine section, everything at Tower was the best, hands down. Uh, but no, Matt. Speaking of old, I went through down a hip hop rabbit hole today. I was listening to some funk dubious, and then uh, wow. I was in the car for uh, a hot minute, running an errand, and I was like, I could go to listen to to Chubby Checker and the Fat Boys, the Twist. So I was like driving around, bopping to that. Can I ask how that showed up at all in your playlist? Huh? Well, no, I, I sought it out because I was thinking about it today. Well, Funk Dubious, I was thinking about. Strangely, I know the lyrics to a lot of Funk Dubious songs, um, and th they were not good. I tweeted this today. Like, if you were judging rappers just on their ability to arbitrarily insert famous people's names into songs and rhyme them with people, like, Funk Dubious was great with that. It never made any sense. Like, it wasn't like a flow. It was always felt very forced. Uh, and then no, I was just thinking about the Fat Boys for some reason. I was like, let me listen to the twist. Which, Nobody uh, just randomly thinks about the Fat Boys. How did I that come think up? About it, I think about the Fat Boys often. Remember, um, remember their big movie? Remember Disorderlies? Movie? Yes. O opening night, baby. <laughs> and they had the music video uh, they did with Freddy Krueger. Ready for Freddy, it's Kruger time. The fat boys were on top of the world, Justin, before you were born. Yeah, I'd say I, my, mine's not quite as obscure, but today on my, I have an iPod that has over 3,000 songs, and today randomly on it was I'm driving in the car, uh, the Humpty Dance came on, so I got mm -hmm. down with that as I was driving. Always, <laughs> always worth it. I like to get busy in a Burger King bathroom, it's my favorite line. <laughs> <sighs> I made a reference to that once to someone and they didn't know what I was talking about. They thought I was telling a real story from my life. <laughs> and I was like, oh, you're so uncultured. Uh, I am Air 499. Lasers, more lasers. Vince remembered Shane's Trapper Keeper and said we need lasers. Lots of lasers. There were a lot of lasers <laughs> tonight. Uh, but the pyro looked cool. I mean, look, I like the new set a lot. I think it's just yes. they got to figure out a way to incorporate the fans in a really compelling manner. Because I, I do think it could get distracting to try and watch a match with just that colorful mosaic right it behind get, it. Listen, you'll get used to it. Like I have already with the NBA, the first game I watched the NBA coming back. Yeah. All I did was watch all the little squares. Yeah. That's all I focused on. It does seeing fans and then seeing some of them have motion. It does give WWE leeway to pipe in sound and it doesn't seem weird because you are just your your brain naturally associating it to the people that I, you see. I had no problem if you remember when they sweetened the noises at first. Do you remember when they did that? Yeah. I said that was a success. I thought that was very good. I don't need to see them. And if they can't control the cameras better not to show the, the empty arena, it would have it would have added more to it. And it makes those noises and the fan cheering uh that crescendos that mm -hmm. was happening. They kind of like let it go though, right? Like they tried it and they stopped doing it. It felt like it wasn't like what it was the first time they did the crowd sweeting noise. Yeah, it wasn't and consistent. I thought, and I thought they did a good job the first time they did it. I actually, I, I thought it added more to it. I think it would almost be better with the virtual I, fan experience if when you got I, on there. I'm sorry, Matt. I think it was like Randy Orton versus Edge. I want to remember for some hmm. reason that that match it felt much better to have yeah. those noises in it for some reason. Yeah. Um. I think it would almost be cooler if they just, instead of having the fans live the entire show watching it, had them show up for 10 minutes and said, okay, now act really shocked. Now give a big cheer. Now act really angry. And then they just hit buttons to cue up the different reactions and the noises 
during the show and keep it fresh, something, anything. Uh, but we're not going to get real-time reactions, which is unfortunate, Justin, because you said like the delay. Um, Krana Shah, $5 super chat. Mad respect to the almost 75-year-old Vince McMahon showing Gronk how to take a bump when he didn't have to. Uh, that uh, footage has been going around from the mm. WrestleMania documentary of Vince going off the uh, the ledge. Yeah, off the perch. Yeah. Again, there's nothing Vince will ask a talent to do that he himself will not do. And it's great, too, when you watch it, because, like, uh, he, he takes the bump, he, he lands a crash pad, and then I gotta make sure my hands on the screen. He lands a crash pad, he looks up at everybody and goes, See, <laughs> like, like, see how easy it is. <laughs> I would rather watch two, two hours of Vince McMahon just going about his day to day life than wrestling. I think it would be oh, more entertaining, yes, definitely. Yeah, wrestling enthusiast Buck 99. Uh, no food or drinks because of the company logos. That's might make sense in terms of what they can't show on their webcam. There's a whole list of stuff. Basically, you have to wear WWE merchandise or stuff without logos. Which makes sense. Uh, wrestling enthusiasts, I can't believe you wasted $1.99 on <laughs> Raj hates when I do this for the record. For everyone watching, he hates when I say this to you guys. Uh, Antoine Fair. $5 super chat. The only thing I think needed to get better was the crowd noise soundtrack. Yeah. NBA had the same issue when they started, but it got better. Yeah, um, he's right. He's right. Yeah, they got to find a way. It's because it's, it's almost orchestral, right? I think uh, they can figure out a way to do it in real time and have it sound like a better fit. Um, let's see what else we got. Joey Adorjan, $5. I thought the Thunderdome was cool for five minutes. There were too many lasers and everything was too bright. I thought the overall SmackDown was just okay. I mean, the programming tonight, I think Matt Hardy was, was or Jeff Hardy, pardon me, was uh, was a nice uh, surprise, his win. But, I mean, it did feel kind of like just a, it was a better go-home show than Monday was. Yes. Yeah, yeah I agree. It, it did a better job selling the matches uh, Sunday than Monday did. Sure. Uh, Bear Hud said $5. There's talk that The Miz, Dominic Dijakovic, uh, Tommaso Ciampa are supposed to be affiliated with Retribution, but they want the leader to be a huge name. I mean... Yes, yes I agree with that. Yeah. They should want a huge name to be the leader. All those talents would be great to be a part of it. Yeah. Antoine Fair, $2. Uh, the hump to dance is your chance to do the hump. Uh-uh, Antoine do my Fa- baby. Do the hump to hump. Oh, my good Lord. Do the hump to hump. Uh-uh. <laughs> Are you still there? Are you still there? Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, let's see. Dustin Eck, ten dollars. Wow, Dustin. All Thank caps. you. All caps, Dustin. DMX coming out with an album later this year. Can't wait. You listen to any of the new age rappers that are dope AF, Kendrick Lamar, J Cole, Hobson, Black M. Etc. They're not on those whack. Oh, they're not those uh, whack mumble rappers. I'm not listening to a lot of current hip hop lately. I'm trying to think of the last like new hip hop that I really listened to. DMX, I'll get. Yeah. DMX right. is great lifting music. He is right. There's a whole genre now of that mumble rap stuff, which is so annoying. It's like, shot I got a dance, shot I got a chance. Just like it's just a mumble, mumble, mumble the whole time. <laughs> 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 Somebody looped that over a beat for me. Um, no, I think uh, I liked uh, some of Drake's stuff when he came out. I liked uh, Childish Gambino when he was doing more hip-hop stuff. Uh, I still think Eminem's putting out quality stuff after all so these why years. I, why I hate Drake is because he's the biggest NBA frontrunner I've ever seen in my life. This dude shows up to 
any sports team that wins a championship with their jersey on and like their game winning like game that they're playing in that day. Yeah. And like he's the biggest turncoat on all of his teams. Mm. So I refuse to listen to him because of that. There's a really good there is a really good song though from like ten years ago with Drake, Lil Wayne, Eminem, Forever. More, forever. Oh, I love that song. I actually did a remix mashup of that um over Shinsuke Nakamura's theme. Oh really? Yeah, it actually fits perfectly over that. Um, but uh no, I think that um yeah, Forever was awesome. And Kanye, I mean if you could separate him from the person, Kanye has put out some really fantastic music over the course of his career. Even his recent stuff is really good, but it's tough sometimes to separate his persona from his uh, artistry. Um, so let's see. John Jordan, but 999. Credit WWE for trying something because we know they needed to. Still, story, characters, execution remain the not so secret sauce. So patience, right? Solid overall. Cheers, guys. Hope all's well. Thank you. Uh, thank you, John. Yeah, I mean, a hot story is better than any set <clears throat> redesign they could possibly do. And I feel like they're trying with the Retribution, man. Like, man, this payoff, here's the thing. I think what Retribution so far has kind of been weak, but if that payoff is good, it'll change everything. Well, and so the speculation that, you know, they, they had this tagline and Vince push it again at sunday you, you won't see it coming and then pay back a pay-per-view a week later so there's the big speculation that something's going to happen in SummerSlam that's going to because of retribution it's going to require a pay-per-view a week later called payback so yeah i mean at this point they've set themselves up gotta be i mean you know i've heard everything from roman reigns to john cena to i mean they'll they, never they, see it coming yeah it makes so much sense. Bryce Russo, thank you for $2.99. Super chat. Matt, he's just tossed the money. doesn't even have anything to say. And I'm going to use that opportunity to say, I now have the leader. It is wrong. It's going to be Roman Reigns. Would be good. I mean, you know, the fact they're in the Amway Center, at least you can space out and there can be, you know, more cleaning protocols. I mean, if this would be the chance to try to get him to feel comfortable, safely come back in the environment, um, for sure. I don't even think the leader has to be there at first. I think the leader can be like, like from, yeah, via satellite somewhere. Yeah. Talking smack what he's done. Yeah. Send in a VHS tape. Here are my demands. Uh, something. Antoine Fair, $2 super chat. Matt, I only send the super chats to pop you, LOL. So there you go. <laughs> Thanks, Antoine. Uh, and Leonza Duncan, $2. Did Retribution actually look, actually look like a threat for once? I thought tonight they looked the was least there... cool they've looked. Really? Yeah, I don't know why. Uh, there's been lots of moments to choose from of them being least cool. Um, I don't know. I, I thought they picked different people this time, and they looked bigger again, I thought. I don't know. They were bigger, and what I'll be curious to see how they explain whenever we start to at least get the key people unmasked. Yeah. How do they, you know, they like tonight, I think Cole, Cole or Graves, one of them said on commentary, there's more of them now than there's ever been. Like, so how do they, huh. how do they explain who all like the minions are? Like, are these, are, are those other wrestlers that have been under mass that, that have a gripe against WWE that have given, you know, like that'll, I'll be curious how they explain that. Like Dark Order at least just explains it as just like minions, minions. that are, that are, that are part of the cult. Right. So yeah. I'll be curious how they explain this one. Maybe they're getting that Dark Order overflow. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh wait, and C Spanta video two ninety nine. I think it's Miz. He was late to the ring tonight. But Matt, to your point, I think you're right. I think it's a red herring with the Miz. So the first match of the Thunderdome era tonight was Big E versus Sheamus. We Big haven't e. been going over the first match. Yet. Well, because we were talking, Matt. Thunderdome really needs a good hour to unpack all of wow. Thunderdome. 
and we did it in 20 minutes we did it in 20 minutes we unpacked thunderdome so now biggie versus Sheamus. biggie getting a win yes i should hope so he's getting a monster push yes yeah good. good for him good good absolutely after that he stood tall oh and all the wrestlers were out on the outside of the ring during this uh, and a brawl broke out at ringside. Uh, Biggie got that win. Tucker noticed entered the ring to dance with Biggie as Sheamus fumed on the ramp. Uh, Lucha house party tonight for the SmackDown tag team titles versus Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura. Matt, how big of a bet did you place on Lucha house party becoming the tag team champions tonight? I did not. I would have lost. Shocking. Shocking. Um, so of course, this orange is gonna knock him one. This was an okay match, though. Yeah, yeah. I don't like Lucha House Party. Sorry. Well, I do. It was a good match. Uh, I'm, cur- I'm, I'm, I'm curious though by what happened after the match. They're teasing the breakup between the three of them. So, yeah, Dorado and Callisto, yeah, getting into it. And Talik having to play the peacekeeper. Uh, we will see what happens there. <laughs> and and Metalik took a scary, scary bump. He jumped right over those top ropes to try to do the hurricane rana uh to cesaro and like oof, didn't didn't go quite as planned hope he's okay ms and morrison we're watching this backstage so i think we're gonna see ms and morrison versus cesaro and shinsuke That'll be good. yeah i think so lucha house party i mean you're right matt it's, it's, it's the way they've been booked it's not their talent i think just right. the way they've been booked yes yep. it's hard to take them seriously um oh jeff hardy so aj uh took a shot at him earlier when they were fighting off retribution. Yeah. So Jeff Hardy was backstage having his leg checked out and yeah. um, he'd be wearing a knee brace for that match tonight against AJ Styles for the intercontinental championship. <laughs> um, we had Kayla with Mandy Rose backstage. So they set it up. It's going to be hair versus hair match. Uh, Sony Deville versus Mandy Rose at SummerSlam. And no, no, Mandy, Mandy tried to basically, uh, stop the match from happening. She cut like a promo saying, mm, "Like that's right. I want, I, I want, I want to get back to where we where we once were. I want to see the good." And, and so, which I immediately, obviously, said, "Okay, like maybe they're trying to babyface Sonya up because of she's gotten such real support in real life well, this week because of what happened." Uh, but what? But when we come to find out, that's not the case. Uh, so. Yeah. Yes, and uh, we'll talk about that. So uh, we have the tag team champions come out to the ring, Bailey and Sasha. And Matt, is this starting to wear a little thin for you? I mean, not due to them not what? being great, but what? Bailey and Sasha, they put, they put, the, I mean, they're on Raw, they're on SmackDown. Like they get more TV time than any other performer. So, what do you mean, them not being great? No, I think that what they did was fantastic. I think their shtick is good, but if we're seeing them twice as much as any other performers in the WWE, it's just going to get old that much faster because we don't get a break. Or to the average fan, it's brand identification, brand identification, okay. brand identification being hammered over their heads to where, in my opinion, because they did this with them, and they've been doing it with them and hammering them down your throat. It actually has been working. Um, hmm. And I think for Bailey, for instance, it's paid huge dividends. I think with all these reps she's gotten as this heel, all right, it's actually it, it's actually worked. Usually when you ram people down uh, uh, fans' throats, it turns everybody off. It doesn't work. Either X Pac heat as a heel or mm-hmm. as a face, you're being booed. Um, it's worked here, in my opinion. I think they both have done exceptionally well. Seriously. Oh, I think and they're I, doing I, great I, work. And, and I wasn't a fan of either one at first. Not not, not a fan. Not not a fan. 
I like Bailey as a face. Bailey's my female John Cena. I'm still waiting for that company to cash in on one of these days, yeah. merchandise wise. So hopefully when she flip flops back to a face, it'll be gangbusters for her and they'll stay the hell out of her way and let her be herself. So with this segment tonight, they're trying to determine who's going to face Asuka first at SummerSlam uh, because Bailey is facing her for the SmackDown uh, to defend her SmackDown women's title. Sasha's facing her to defend her Raw women's title. So Naomi came out and they had a beat the clock challenge to see who could beat Naomi first. And uh, first was Naomi versus Sasha Banks. Uh, Naomi tapping out at with three at three minutes thirty nine seconds, but then uh, Naomi beating oh. Bailey when it was Bailey's turn. That was awesome. That part yeah. I loved. I did like that. Even though I don't like to see Bailey lose, love seeing Naomi being the one to do it though. The, Justin, do you think this makes Bailey more of a favorite to win, or makes her more vulnerable? Because I mean, Oscar beat her on Raw a couple weeks ago, losing to Naomi tonight. I mean, if someone's going to lose their title on Sunday, I think it feels like Bailey's more vulnerable. Yeah, I feel like I, I do feel like Bailey's more vulnerable. Um, I think that she, I think, I think that she has thrived so much in this heel role. Uh, that they're going to keep that going, and that and that Sasha will be whenever. I mean, it's. I think they initially planned for it to be SummerSlam because SummerSlam was going to be in Sasha's backyard. They've obviously extended this on now. Whenever they decide to pull the trigger of having these two split and feud against each other again, I think Sasha's more fit to be the babyface right now. I think. I think, like Matt said, that this heel runs working for Bailey, and I, and I would really wait until you turn her back to baby. I would. I would wait until you have fans again for real until Bailey ever goes back to being a babyface. Hmm. Uh, Steve Marcuccioli, 299 Super Chat, Rain Cena or Wyndham Bray Rotunda as the leader of Retribution? No, I want Bray. I want uh, um, Bray's brother to play the um, the Fiend character somehow. I think that's going to happen, or I thought that's where they were going tonight with uh, what happened with the way it ended. I thought yes. we were going to see Bray and the Fiend together uh, at the same time. Me too. I'll tell you what, I, I have a hard time believing they'd get Cena, um, but at the same point, with, with the viewership having uh, dipped and all the controversy we've seen, uh, I mean, Hollywood movies aren't necessarily in full production or anything right now because still with because of the, of the pandemic. So if there's ever a time where like Vince was going to call Cena and say, look, I, I really need you right now. I don't have Roman because of health concerns. But boy, how, how would Vince say it, Justin? That's not how we would phrase it. <laughs> John, listen, pal. Really need to do do a favor here. Uh, we're gonna make we're gonna make a movie. It's gonna be called Retribution, and you know who it stars? John Cena in the Thunderdome. <laughs> Something like that. That was we really terrible. Should. Terrible. Yet yet also brilliant. Matt Molo five dollars <clears throat> super chat to say Glenn is the greatest. Thank you, Matt. I, uh, oh, please. Matt Molo, you've never written here or chimed in one single time. That's Glenn's mom. <laughs> My mom would not even watch this podcast. Much less give Raj $5. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> uh, so, Terry Allen Jr., $3.20 super chat. I, hey, he's getting creative with it. Current Randy, Age of Orton, which is supreme. Oh, he's asking which he's asking like which, which, era? which time of Randy Orton's performance, like now or the hmm. 
It might it might be now, although I dug his stuff with um what do you call it? Evolution. Yeah. When he broke off and became a babyface, believe it or not. I thought that was pretty strong. It's hard to pick. The Legend Killer stuff was great. Evolution mm-hmm. was great. Uh even him this doesn't I mean this kind of gets forgotten about. Even him leading what was legacy with Cody and Ted Jr. at the time. Yeah. I don't know, like that Randy's Randy just doesn't he doesn't he doesn't really miss. He's just No. He was kind of uh for the longest time. And for the longest time people thought he was the most boring wrestler alive. Remember that phase? When he came back in twenty sixteen, it did seem like he was phoning it in for a while. Him phoning it in is better than ninety percent of what that roster can do. Here's what I think. Here's the thing. What I've always thought about Randy that I think that maybe hurt a little bit with his booking. He accomplished literally everything so young. By the time he got to 30, he had literally done it. He he had won a rumble, been the youngest champion, fought taker at mania. Did like he did like everything. Like there there was no title. There was no distinct, no nothing that he hadn't done. So it was like, okay, what now? You know, I mean, 24 seven. (laughs) Yeah, right. That's true. true. Uh, Jonathan Prado, four ninety nine. Were y'all not sports entertained <coughs> with the Thunderdome tonight? Overhyped to say the least. I do think they may have oversold oh, it a little bit. I loved it. I'm sorry. Now I got to switch because you guys took forever to get through the show, and my battery's low. My apologies, Mister Morgan. Uh so Just I'm honest. Timothy, we're thirty two minutes into the podcast, Matt. Come on. No way. Uh, t- no way. Yeah. It's there, 32 minutes. There's a, live there's a, timer. There's there's a, a timer, timer on your screen. Matt's like, we got to wrap this up in 30 minutes on Friday. I got shit to do. <laughs> Timothy no. LaFour, thank you for the $1.99 super chat. Justin Lopez, $2. Bailey is definitely hitting a year as champion. Uh, yes. I don't know. I, I think I, I don't know. Sunday I could see if uh, someone's going to lose. I could see it being her. Uh, Antoine Fair. Uh, to that point, five dollars thing, and that's why the opposite happens. And Sasha loses. Yep. Possible. And uh, so, the next match after that tonight. Uh, oh, Oscar uh, was there taunting the champs. Um, they got into it. We left there with Bailey checking on Sasha Banks. Jeff Hardy backstage <coughs> clearing Jeff to go as long as he deal with the pain tonight. Sonia Deville. Okay, so let's talk about the Sonia Deville segment, Justin. So what'd you think of this? Uh, it was good. So yeah, so she uh, the well, first the interviewer comes up to her and is like, "Hey, what do you think about Mandy?" Uh, you know, and then Dana Brooke and she's like, "I'll tell the world." Dana Brooke comes up and tries to say, "I'm sorry for everything that happened to you this week." Um, she slaps Dana Brooke. She's like, it's nothing I can't handle. That's disrespect. She comes out and she basically cuts the promo and they, they're taking us a, a, a booking change here. She says she, she doesn't, it's not going to be hair versus hair because, because what hair or no hair, she can't stand Mandy Rose. She says, this is going to be a match at Sunday. No DQ loser leaves WWE. This is only speculation, but I think no, I think when it was going to be hair versus hair, Sonya was going to lose. You're not going to cut yeah. Mandy Rose's blonde hair. Sonya's going to change her hair and, and you know, whatever. The fact they're doing that they've changed us now two days prior to loser leaves WWE, given what Sonya in real life has go as has gone is went through and is gonna continue continue to go through with that terrible stalking and home invasion situation. I I'm my speculation might led to believe that they're doing this because I think she's gonna take some time away. Um you think that, Sonya is. I think Sonya is, yeah. I mean Mandy's been a hot babyface push. 
And like I said, I think Sonya was going to lose anyways. And if they, they obviously are not baby-facing Sonya. They, they, they had a chance tonight, but she's stuck heel. So I think, given what happened this week, I, I, I would just think if it's loser leaves WWE, mm. she's maybe asked the office, I need, I need to get out of the public eye for a little bit. That, again, that's all my speculation. I, I've heard nothing that's just based upon how they did tonight. So That's, that's, pretty, that's pretty good. That's pretty good insight your thought on it. I mean, I thought maybe Mandy would leave and then Otis would trade in his uh, money in the bank briefcase to keep her in WWE. Uh, but that changes, <laughs> that changes interesting. Um, yeah. Isn't it crazy that Sonia story? I mean, thank God uh, she's okay. And thank God that guy is uh, in jail. But I mean, that got more mainstream press than almost anything I could think of in recent memory with wrestling. Well, and who is the person that 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 that, that she fled away with to escape that cycle? Yeah. Mandy Rose. So again, when Mandy cut that babyface promo saying, "I just want to like, get back to where we were," I thought, okay, they're going to scrap this match because it's going to be hard to sell these two having heat with each other on a match when we've all felt so you know so thank you know so so yeah. deeply about their safety. Uh, but no, they're going to do the match, and I, so I just am assuming the fact that you'd add that stipulation. It's, it's okay. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Nikki Cross says Alexa not acting herself. She seems different. We shall see how that develops. But let's talk about the inter- yeah, intercontinental title match: Jeff Hardy versus AJ Styles tonight. Uh, Jeff trying to to use that uh, knee brace, um, or AJ, pardon me, trying to use that knee brace. It uh, backfiring on him and. Uh, Jeff picking up the win tonight, becoming the new intercontinental champ. I didn't see this coming. I didn't think this was going to happen on TV. Me either. What the hell? What is the purpose of this? Jeff Hardy's not needed. Although people can argue AJ didn't need the intercontinental title either, but I don't get this. I think it was something big to do on Thunderdome. They wanted a title switch. Yeah, but are you excited by it? I'm <sighs> I want to be, and Jeff, but Jeff's uh, interview after, I mean, I think Jeff Hardy is a super likable guy. Oh, yeah. Um, very complicated. He's obviously had a lot of issues, even said tonight a year ago with everything he was going through. He never thought he'd win the title again, given the dark place he was in. Um, I mean, I, I feel like, uh, That's yeah. Good. Yeah. True. It, very good. Yeah. Yeah, Glenn, I think you're right. I think it was just something they did just to have a good headline. Because I, 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 otherwise, I would be surprised that they do this not not on a pay per view. I thought it was create. I thought it was a creative finish, though. I thought having Jeff, who's wearing this knee brace, who AJ's ripped his pants and since exposing Jeff's knee brace, and Jeff as he's trying to fight to get out of the Styles Clash, uses that knee brace to the head of AJ Styles. But it's not a DQ because it's not a weapon. It's part of his ring mm-hmm. gear, and then that gives him the the chance to go do the Swanton. I thought that's creative. It's it's this whole time AJ is the one who pulled this piece of ring gear out to expose, and Jeff got to use it, and, and it's, no, it's still no foul play. I thought that was creative. Don't see that often, so I like that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's talk about the Firefly Funhouse tonight. Bray Wyatt warning us about the dangers of love. It's a horrible thing. Uh, showing us a little skit of uh, Alexa Bliss and Braun Strowman, which uh, then he interrupted because he didn't like the way the skit was going. I thought the best, single best part tonight was when Bray uh, took the phone call on his hand in the middle of the Firefly Funhouse segment. I like that they're doing some weird stuff with this again. This was awesome. I love this. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was. I hated when Seth Rollins infiltrated the Funhouse last fall because, like, Seth yes. Rollins shouldn't. But I'm okay with Bray doing it because or, or with Braun because Braun, Braun and Corey Graves sold us too. Braun has been in Bray's world, so if anybody was going to be able to get into this place, Braun would have the ability to. 
Yeah, so Braun showed up, beat the crap out of Bray, brought him out of the funhouse. I'm just going to pretend this was like a Freddy Krueger thing and somehow like brought him out into the real world, like woke up from a dream or something. I don't know. Uh, Beat up Bray backstage. Bray got loaded into an ambulance. They took their time with it. And then, oh, no, the ambulance is backing up. What's going on? It stopped. And uh, Bray was loaded into the ambulance. The Fiend exited the ambulance and we went off the air. So very horror movie ending. Um, which I think, Matt, to your point, I think the start of the segment and the end of the segment made up for Braun finding the physical location of this and the fight inside of there. I do too. I thought it made up for it. I agree with that. Yeah, that's what I thought, actually. It was cool having the Fiend reemerge out of the ambulance, but I got to say, it took so long with Adam Pierce, the guy in the suit, just screaming at the ambulance, go, go, go. Why are you coming back? That that was long and drawn out. But otherwise, the, the, the concept was awesome. Was, was awesome on paper. Yeah. Uh, so, oh, did we lose Matt? Yeah, we did. Okay, well, let's hit some of these super chats, and then we'll wrap up SmackDown when Matt comes back. John Cena's bald spot, $5. A heel reigns as leader of retribution would be a hot story, but WWE would screw it up in two weeks. P.S. Here's my weekly contribution to Raj's bank account. Thank you, John Cena's bald spot for the super chat. Um, we'll see. I think retribution could die immediately after the reveal if it's not satisfying and they don't take it in an interesting direction. We've seen that before. I, I want to know why do we think John Cena has a bald spot? Well, he's got this little avatar. Look at his little user thing. He's got that uh, photo right there of John Cena's bald spot. I don't believe that's real. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> Matt's like the bald spots of work, brother. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Matthew Hiladio, $5. I think Bailey beats Asuka first with the help of Sasha. Then Asuka beats Sasha after Bailey accidentally calls Sasha okay. the match. I could see that, actually. Yeah. Yeah, potentially. Um, so, so I gotta scroll back up and get the rest of these super good Lord. You people with the money, Raj Giri's just sitting home right now. Just lighting cigars with yeah. dollar bills. Uh, Justin Lopez, $10. Sony needs time to heal. So I agree with the loser. I agree with the loser leaves WWE stipulation. Hopefully the situation hasn't turned her off so much that she does actually return. She's been killing it these last few months. I didn't even thought of that. I mean, with Sonya, has Sonya done any press or really, Talked about this. I think she gave a statement. I mean, tonight well, she, she had to show. Game. She had to show up in court, and she, and she wrote. And she, yeah, she. They, they, all the details we got about this guy and what he had in possession, and 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 and, and then how Sonya said she grabbed Mandy and they went to the garage in the car to get out, and the guy went upstairs. That's where he thought. Like all that came from Sonya in her official statement. But no, she didn't do any any interviews. This is just all court document stuff. Got it. I mean, I think that's the thing. I mean, um, maybe people would just assume. I mean, Sonya, given her background as an MMA fighter, uh, that I mean, obviously she is a really tough person. She can handle herself, but you still do have to think. Regardless, I mean, Matt, if something like this happened to you, you know, even with your size, like you would be shaken by this. You know, it doesn't matter how tough you are. Yeah. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. All right. There's a lot of static. Listen, so I, I missed out. Tell me really quick what happened. Was she kidnapped? Somebody said or something. No, he a, was going a, to kidnap her. A, a crazy, a crazy fan that had been had been obsessed with her online for for a while came from South right. Carolina, found her home address in Florida, 
and he staked out on her porch, was watching her you know, in her house, watched her go to sleep. Even They even found after the fact, he sent a social media uh, post saying, I'm on your porch right now. I'm going to whatever. Oh, whatever. my God. Oh he, my God. He, he breaks into the house. Her security system goes off. She then gets to the point to where she, her and him are within, I don't know how, how, how close. She sees him, but he st- she sees him now start to go towards her. And now she's like, okay, this is not a robbery. This is somebody coming to hurt me. She flees, is able to get Mandy, who Mandy happened to be at her house that night. Because Mandy is, I guess, a real-life friend of hers. And they flee, and they're able to get to the car. Well, it's dark, and everything's going on. I guess this guy ended up going, <clears throat> the intruder ended up going upstairs. He thought she ran upstairs, when in fact, she, she got outside of the car. She fleds away, obviously calls police. When the police get there, he's still in the house, the intruder. He admits he's there with mace, zip ties, and a lot of other things. He admits that he was going to he was going to take control of her, hold her hostage until she answered all the questions that he had. And, and so the that, that that's the cliff notes, the, all the details on wrestling, Inc., but that's yeah, so what the freaking hell? So her, you- her her so her privacy has been and insanely violated. Yeah. All right. Wow. I had no idea. That is just wow. Uh, I mean, wow. No, and and that is what I'm saying, Matt. Because I've seen people online speculating. It's like, oh, Sonya could have kicked his ass, and that's my point. It's like, Matt, even you, if this had happened to you, this still would shake you, regardless of whatever physical advantage or self-defense a- a- afterwards afterward afterwards rather yeah maybe but the yeah. initial fight or flight you know stuff that takes over with our adre- adrenaline yeah you know i i would destroy the guy obviously but mm-hmm. afterwards it would be holy crap there was yeah, somebody yeah, yeah. in my home just hanging out spying on me yeah yeah that would definitely shake anybody up yeah, so Sonia said that after the fact, once she learned of the of this person's name and everything, she typed his name because you know obviously she's a public figure. She gets a ton of probably DM requests and stuff and like that. And what did it. she see when she typed it in? She typed his name in, and she found all these messages that went to like a, a DM's request folder on Instagram, which and we it, don't see. Yeah. And it's just and it's just a range of infatuation, suicidal. I need Good you. Word. I hate you. You know, just yeah, we don't see those so. I think that's the thing, man. I mean, we've talked about this before, but it's like wrestler. I mean, Matt, I think you've spoken this before. It's like wrestlers go through some weird fan interactions. Obviously, it's not all fans, but there's that like point zero 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 one percent. The yeah, it's it's scary, and this is this is proof of that. Why uh, you know you need to keep your guard up. Uh, talking about that promo, Antoine Fair mentioning that Sonia didn't just slap Dana; she slapped the dog bleep no, out she, of her in that did. backstage segment. Uh, Ariane Gomez, two dollars. I'm going to miss Sonia, though. I think that's the thing. She's been on such a hot streak. This has gotten so much press. I think when she comes back, uh, if she's taking a break, when she comes back, I think uh, she's going to get you know be stronger than ever and get just a fantastic push. Um, yeah, I think uh, sky's the limit for her. Still, of all the of all the women, I mean, I think she could be the next Becky Lynch. Uh, in terms of how the fans respond to her, Jackson Callens four ninety nine. Just wanted to say much love, boys. Stay safe, stay positive. Thanks, Jackson. Hey, uh, Jackson. Thank you. Um, and uh, Joshua Taylor four ninety nine. This is true. I forgot this night they gave Jeff Hardy the Grammys treatment. They cut his promo short with music tonight. Yeah, while he was talking. Yep, they did. Um. Oh, uh, Dustin Eck ten dollars. Thank you, Dustin. Uh, here's a big swerve that creeped that almost kidnapped Sonya. 
was perfect. No. It's not in kayfabe, no. dude. Come on. Come on, dude. Yeah, like they're not. Take I'm not going to read the rest of that. No, no, no. Thank you for your money, Dustin. But come on, let's uh, treat this with seriousness and uh, the respect it deserves. Uh, Nate Monroe, Buck ninety nine. Thank Otis will cash in early now with Thunderdome. I forget Otis has that briefcase. He doesn't carry yeah. the briefcase around. It's almost. It's almost like they're hoping that we forget. Yes, they are. Because <laughs> it's stupid. Um, okay, let's see what else we got. Uh, sorry, some of the, I, I lost just a couple super chats. They scrolled off. Um, my apologies for that. Justin Lopez, the surveillance camera footage has made its way online from the court hearing. Wow. Really? That's okay. insane. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that story. It's, just crazy that the more details come out about it. But look for SmackDown tonight, the first Thunderdome era. What did you uh grade it? Yeah, what would you grade this tonight? I loved it. I, I being dead serious. I thought it was very good. Um because the whole setup. I liked that they tried, they did something different. I love Pyro. I'm a huge mark for Pyro. Um I gotta give him an eight. Eight out of ten. Eight. Uh, wow. I don't know if we were doing a scale of 10 or letter grades. I'll go B. I just went number. Why would you not stick with that? Well, an 8 would be an 80%. That would well, be a B minus, technically. Fine, Which is, B, that a, is fine, that a weird... B, fine, B minus, 8 out of 10. Guys, isn't that a weird <laughs> grading system that, like, a 70 is a C, that's considered the average, and anything below a 60 is an F? I don't get that. You think we don't you have know, time to dissect public education and grading. I'm systems just right saying now, like we're 40, we're 48 time. minutes in Matt wants to get up get over with this. Fine. Hey no. Matt, if you, uh, no, I think, uh, so, okay, so Megan Harden, um, has a good point in the chat saying, I agree with Matt hundred percent. thought it was Roman the first time retribution debuted and Rome can use how the company knew his history with the health, but he was the one that made the decision to go home. I don't think yeah. they're going to get that real with it. I mean, cause Sammy Zayn no. would be fantastic. I think Sammy Zayn would be way too real <laughs> with it. He could do some real good things with that. I could see that. I'd like to be part of the group, maybe the second or third, but we need a, a Roman would be immense. Roman Reigns being a heel would be immense. Yeah, that would absolutely be uh, – well, and I, I think that's the hint. I think you'll never see it coming. I think even the way Vince said it tonight, I think he, th- I think he thinks he's being really clever. <laughs> he does. You know? He does. Um, yeah, I think um, – I don't know. I'm looking forward to it. So you guys – okay, so this is going to be interesting. So tomorrow night, the Wrestling Inc. podcast is happening live after NXT TakeOver and after AEW. So it's going to be you, Matt. It's going to be, uh, is it, are you on tomorrow night? It's going to be Matt. What Rob. am I doing? I think, <laughs> no, I think it's one podcast. But I think it's Matt, Raj, and Sam, Good. and Sam Adonis tomorrow night. Yeah. Sam Adonis, the new what? sweetheart of the wrestling Inc. podcast. Everyone loved him on Wednesday. Glenn doesn't like it. Glenn was hoping no, to see tons of Twitter feeds of Glenn. We missed you. Come back. You did get lots of that, by the way. Um, why can't we just call him Sam? Why does he have to be Sam Adonis? I'm trying to put over. I'm trying to put. I'm trying to get him over. He, I'm, I'm, you know, he's got a new. He's got a new Twitter account because his last one got deactivated. So at real Sam Adonis, oh, really? yeah, at real Sam Adonis, or he's, he works for here in Pittsburgh and Warrior Wrestling in Chicago. I'm trying to get his name over. Why, really quick, why did he get? What happened with his Twitter? 
You have to ask him. Oh god, <laughs> I can't wait to ask him that. Yeah, he did a good job though. He did. Uh, he's not. He's not watching the product and whatnot, and came out to watch it, and that's pretty. I thought he did a good job. <laughs> no, the next the next morning, Matt, he texts me. He goes, "I had a lot of fun. It was so fun with you and Matt." He goes, "But how the hell are you guys watch both shows when AEW and NXT are on?" <laughs> that's why it was cool to watch NXT in its full, you know, entirety yeah. of being distracted for once. Yeah. Um, and I, I mentioned this on social media because people were asking, but no, look, I made the decision just to stop doing Wednesdays because I think what we get to do tonight, what we get to do on Monday, it's a little more laid back. It's a little more my style. I feel like on Wednesdays, it's just really tough to watch two shows simultaneously and it then is. talk about two shows simultaneously. It and um, I don't know how I'm going to host when AEW returns to Wednesday. I don't know yeah. how I'm gonna host. I, I'm I'm a little fearful of having a host to, to set the yeah. Map. Hey Justin, do you mind driving? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody else gets that except for the three of us. Nope. <laughs> right over the head. Yeah, I just I I need a break, guys. I mean, I'll come you back. Don't uh, drive anymore? Fine. fine. You don't want to drive anymore on Wednesdays? No. So much work, Matt. It's so much work. <laughs> and and the AEW fans think I'm a WWE mark. The NXT fans think I'm an AEW mark. Yes, it like, goes both ways. I, just, I've seen that too with me. Yep, yeah. Yep. And and I get it. Doing both shows makes sense because people want to talk about it right away. But I think that um yeah, it's tough to please all people on Wednesdays, man. No, I like getting that. We shortchange. We yeah. de- we definitely shortchange one, if not both shows, usually, in my opinion, because of that. Yeah. Um but we definitely are more heavy AEW, in my opinion, if I'm being honest. We've all, we've done NXT first maybe like a, like three or four times, but right. whatever one whatever one we do second is the one that we shortchange because we've spent so much because yes. de- whatever one we spent so much detail on the first one, th- that's the one we've seen we saw we we interpreted more of it. I mean, I, even if I have two screens up, it's still you it'll, can only. Yeah, it'll be like well, what, oh my god, it'll be like a huge main event for NXT. Like we should totally be putting like 15 minutes time into. <laughs> Like, yeah, it was good. Matt, what'd you think? Oh, it was good. I liked it. <laughs> well, speak, well, speaking of NXT, speaking of NXT, real quick, again, you get the full breakdown on WrestleNick.com, but uh, NXT, Matt, did do its best viewership of the calendar year so far. Wow. It, it did 853,000 viewers. That's up 38% from wow. last week when they did 619. So being unopposed certainly helped them. Yes, it says there's wrestling fans that are out there watching AEW take some of the WWE fans away. Um, and the nope. that that all important key demo, uh, 50, NXT fifteen over. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Look, look, looking for their new Nas album on Napster. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, NXT is eighteen to forty nine demo. They did a point two four. That's up fifty percent from the week prior. Wow! Wow! So, oh, that is crazy. Good. good stuff. Uh, Joey Dorgan pointing out, he said that one person should watch NXT, one person should watch AEW. Yeah, we talked about that. The problem is we all want to watch both. We like, watch both. Want, yeah. Yeah, nobody wants to feel left out. That was it. that was the uh, yeah, Joey, that was the initial idea is when it was gonna be four of us with Raj included, and two were gonna yes. watch. Yeah, and it just it it's just I don't yeah. want to miss it. I, I yeah. want the option to see both. And if like Chris Jericho's doing something crazy or whatnot, I don't want to have missing that because I'm watching, you know, something on NXT or vice versa. I want the ability to see both. Uh, John Nelson has the craziest idea saying retributions led by Ronda Rousey that I would literally never see coming. That seems like a big waste of Ronda Rousey. Mm. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't see yeah. it coming. It doesn't mean necessarily that's good. I mean, I could be the leader of retribution. No one would see that coming. It doesn't mean that's good. 
Uh, Arian Gomez, two dollars. I'm so happy the Hardy's a champ after the uh, the drinking story with Sheamus. Yeah, I think uh, this is uh, yes, it's, very this good. whole thing's been a good redemption arc. I think this will be good for him. But hey, so tomorrow night, uh, Matt Morgan, Sam Adonis, and Raj Giri talking about NXT Takeover and AEW Dynamite tomorrow night. Sunday night, I don't know who I'm podcasting with. Matt, are you here Sunday for SummerSlam? Yes. I think it's us three Sunday night. Us three Sunday night. There you go. SummerSlam, you'll never see it coming. Never. Bye, guys. See you later, Matt. Uh, I'm going to wrap this up, but quickly, Brian Berry, 499. Why didn't The Fiend just attack Vince? And who wins Sunday? Braun or Bray? Matt Morgan, who wins? Bray. 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 On that note, he's at BP Matt Morgan. He's at Justin Labar. I'm at Glenn Rubenstein. We'll catch you back here on the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. Take care. Do the Humpty Dance. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.